Hello, and welcome to The Gold Standard. I'm your host, Asher Berkson Gold. Well, we finally made it. 2020 is over. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm releasing this on New Year's Day, so it's official that 2020 is over. And although a calendar year, a turn of the page, if you will, will not grant us all of the all of the happiness that comes with a new year and a new outlook, uh, it is very nice to finally be able to say that the worst year in recent memory is gone, and it is now in the past. It's very, very good to say. And after a year of turmoil, pain, agony, and heartbreak, we have made it to 2021. And that's got to be something. That's got to feel like some sort of relief, some sort of sigh of relief that we all collectively have been able to do. And it's got to feel good. It really does. It does feel good for me, at least, in some sort of capacity. Uh, We cannot forget all of the atrocities that happened last year and all the terrible things that happened last year because that will be showing in the future that we need to put our best foot forward and we can't look back on the past and just forget about it because there are clear examples of wrongdoing and corruption and how not to live a life and how not to be a bad person around your fellow neighbors. And I think that that's important to look into as well. So although 2020 is gone and it's very important that the calendar changed to 2021, it's also important to recognize that A, we're not out of the pandemic yet, so stay safe. B, we should still look back on 2020 as a reminder of how not to live our lives and how our governments should do better monumentally better and how we should respect others and how we should treat others as equals all of those things come from 2020 and much before that obviously but this is a staple this is a this is a high watermark i guess for looking back and realizing yeah we need to do better so with that welcome to 2021 welcome to the first episode of the new year. I hope you enjoy a few bit of housekeeping things. So this is going to be the second part, a part two of the end of year review in music for 2020. I'm joined by my friend Gabe Lesser, who has a great ear and a great mind for music. And we are going to be talking about in this time, the best music of 2020. I know we ended last episode with the worst and most disappointing music of 2020, get the bad taste out of our mouth, end on like sort of a stinky note on 2020, but we want to go into 2021 strong and positive and happy. And what better way to do that than to present the best music of 2020. It's going to be the best 50 songs of 2020 and the best 30 albums of 2020. And we will also be having a playlist for each of these if you want to listen for yourselves the music that we recommend. And if you want to listen to these playlists, the best way to figure out when these playlists release, which they will be releasing soon, is follow the Gold Standard Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or email us. And 
Here's how you do it on the socials. On Twitter, follow the Gold Standard Podcast at Gold Stand Podcast. So standard, just take away the D-A-R-D. On Instagram, at the Gold Standard Podcast, all one word. On Facebook, at facebook.com slash the Gold Standard Podcast. And if you want to email us with any suggestions, uh, any things we might have missed over the year, email us at thegoldstandardpc at gmail.com. I really, really am glad we're in the new year. It's a good time to just sort of breathe and reclaim our thoughts and and be a little introspective of what the year is to come and, you know, have some nice resolutions, actually, that we're actually going to follow through on. I know we always say we're going to do resolutions, but it feels like this year is different after the year we've just suffered through, after the year we've just been through. It feels like this year we might actually act on our resolutions, and one of my resolutions is to put out more content for you guys to listen to, more things that you guys can respond to, more things that you can talk about with each other and talk about with me. I'd really like to hear your feedback on uh, certain segments, certain topics, certain opinions that I might have. So yeah, that's that's something I'm going to be trying to do. I'm going to also try to be transparent in this process with you, talk about the production process, talk about just, you know, when I drop the ball on certain things. and Because it's important to have that ability to be humble, have that humility, and and really know when you know, you did something wrong or you made a mistake and and just talk to yourself about it. So that's something that I'm hoping to do going forward. Uh, and if you'd let me, I'd love to continue doing the show in the future at a little bit of a faster pace and producing more content than I did last year, obviously. And I want to thank you for listening. There's going to be no outro today. I just want to keep that in mind. So I'm going to be handing it off to myself in a second back from our quote-unquote commercial break that was supposed to be there. But before we do that, I think it would be best, as always, to read a poem. This comes from one of my favorite poets of all time, Billy Collins, a poet laureate. He is fantastic at uh, interlacing words together, and this poem is no different. So I give you Aristotle. This is the beginning. Almost anything can happen. This is where you find the creation of light, a fish wriggling onto land, the first word of paradise lost on an empty page, thinking of an egg, the letter A, a woman ironing on a bare stage as the heavy curtain rises. This is the very beginning. The first person narrator introduces himself, tells us about his lineage. The mezzo-soprano stands in the wings. Here the climbers are studying a map or pulling on their long woolen socks. This is early on, years before the arc. Dawn, the profile of an animal that's being smeared on the wall of a cave, and you have not yet learned to crawl. This is the opening, the gambit, a pawn moving forward an inch. This is your first night with her, your first night without her. This is the part where the wheels begin to turn, where the elevator begins its ascent, before the doors lurch apart. This is the middle. Things have had time to get complicated, messy, really. Nothing is simple anymore. Cities have sprouted up along the rivers, teeming with people at cross-purposes. A million schemes, a million wild looks. Disappointment unshoulders its knapsack here and pitches its ragged tent. 
This is the sticky part where the plot congeals, where the action suddenly reverses or swerves off in an outrageous direction. Here the narrator devotes a long paragraph to why Miriam does not want Edward's child. Someone hides a letter under a pillow. Here the aria rises to a pitch, a song of betrayal salted with revenge, and the climbing party is stuck on a ledge halfway up the mountain. This is the bridge, the painful modulation. This is the thick of things. So much is crowded into the middle, the guitars of Spain, piles of ripe avocados, Russian uniforms, noisy parties, lakeside kisses, arguments heard through a wall, too much to name, too much to think about. And this is the end. The car running out of road, the river losing its name in the ocean, the long nose of the photographed horse touching the white electronic line. This is the colophon, the last elephant in the parade, the empty wheelchair, and pigeons floating down in the evening. Here is the stage is littered with bodies. The narrator leads the character to their cells, and the climbers are in their graves. It is hitting me, the period, and you closing the book. It is Sylvia Plath in the kitchen, and St. Clement with an anchor around his neck. This is the final bit, thinning away to nothing. This is the end, according to Aristotle. What we have all been waiting for. What everything comes down to. The destination we cannot help imagining. A streak of light in the sky. A hat on a peg. And outside the cabin. Falling leaves. Hope you enjoyed that poem by Billy Collins. And without further ado, I wish you a happy 2021, and let's start the new year off right with listening to some great banter about great music. So, take it away, me. And welcome back to the show, folks. We hope you enjoyed that commercial break. Now it is time for our best of the year, and we want to finish strong. We want to put our best foot forward as we end 2020 a very bad year for several reasons, so we want to end on a positive. And what better way to end on a positive than listing our favorite songs and albums of the year? So we're going to go first with our top 50 songs of 2020. And this was hard, wasn't it, Gabe? Yeah, this was definitely hard, and I definitely could have done top 60, top 70, but I think 50 is a nice good number, and it helps you weed out some of the more middling ones. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so, definitely. Uh, so so what we did this year is to make sure that, you know, we're not doubling and tripling up on artists. We figured one song per artist. Now, if an artist uh, has a feature on another song, that's fine. That's, that's not an issue. It's just if they're the main artist, main recording artist on the song, you cannot have two of those songs. Uh, we just wanted to be fair so we can list as many artists as we possibly could. And I also would like to add that I try to add at least one song from each best album because the best albums of the year are going to give you the best songs. Very, very pragmatic, very smart, very good way of thinking. I, I kind of did the same thing. So uh, without further ado, why don't uh, you want to go first? You want to list uh, some of your top 50? Yeah, sure. So at number 50, we have Gifted, Roddy Rich, and I forget who the other artist is. It's a pretty decent hip-hop cut. Uh, number 49, we have Mood, catchy song. 48, we have Why Worry uh, by Isaiah Rashad. It's a nice little single. 47, we have Hit Different, Says It Returns, A Great Hook by Ty Dolla Sign. 46, Famous by Benny the Butcher. It's a great song. Definitely checking it out. 
45 is Guilty Conscious Remix by Tame Impala. It is a great flip of a catchy song by 070 Shake. 44, we have the Pink Phantom from the Gorillaz album. Elton John, man. Elton freaking John. 43, we have Friends by Division. It's a cool R&B cut that has a great feature by uh, Party Next Door. 42, Positions by Ariana Grande. And you will hear more about her later. Great song. 41, we have Black Twitter by Quelle Chris. It's a great song talking about uh, how great it is to be black. I think it's a cool song. Number 40, we have Scrape the Bowl by Boldy James uh, with some features. This is a grimy rap cut. If you like rap and you like it grimy, check out Boldy James. 39, we have Bigger Than Life. Uh, one of the few good songs off of the Lil Uzi album that I liked. Number 38, we have Everything by Code of the Friend. It's a touching, sweet song with a great feature by his daughter. And I would check it out. And super, super chill. Very, very chill rap. If chill rap's your thing, definitely check it out. Hmm. 37, we have Happened to Me, the, I believe, lead-off single by Benny. Great song. Uh, 36, uh, it's a long calico formula, C12H16N2 from Action Bronson. Mm. The beat on this thing is impressive, and it is a very, very funny song. That's a good starting list. That's a very, very good starting list, Gabe. And I believe that, I'm looking it up right now, it's a psychedelic drug. Mm. Yeah. Lots of drugs. Yeah, so (laughs) that makes a lot of sense coming from Action. Good album this year, only for Dolphins. So without further ado, I'll talk about my, I'll breeze through my 50 through 36. Um, At number 50, you know, Unlocked, very good project that came out. Kenny Beats, Denzel Curry. Uh, I think the best song from it was Diet. Uh, Diet was really good. Uh, number 49, I think Haley Williams came out with her solo debut album after 15 years with Paramore to have a really interesting album, uh, Pedals for Armor, uh, experimenting with a lot of different sounds, especially with uh, indie folk and like certain certain mixes and, and, and production styles, which were very, very interesting, very new, kind of Radiohead styles. Um, so Rose's Lotus, Violet Iris, very, very good song. Uh, definitely check that out. Number 48, you got British rock band, British psych rock band, kind of, uh, Bombay Bicycle Club with Eat, Sleep, Wake, Nothing But You off of Everything Else Has Gone Wrong. Good album, good song. Number 47, Hit Different. 47 for me, too. Hit Different. That song hit different. It did hit different. I mean, it was great. SZA with really good arpeggios, really, really good vocals from SZA this time around. But, you know, what else is new? She always brings it. Uh, And Ty Dolla Sign, great feature. Uh, So, great job. 46, we got First Aid by Gus Dapperton. I liked Gus Dapperton's new album. Wasn't crazy, but definitely had some good moments. And I think First Aid was probably the best moment in it. Very introspective, very good guitar work, uh, very powerful towards the end. Really liked it. Good harmonies, too. Uh, number 45, He Won't Hold You, Jacob Collier and Rhapsody off of Jess, Volume 3. I thought He Won't Hold You was a very good usage of um, uh, production mixing and layering and the ability for Jacob's very deep voice to shine through in such a way was very good. But then, honestly, the star of the show was Rhapsody's rap. I think Rhapsody's rap was really, really impressive and really ended that album off 
uh, with the song uh, following it uh, on a very nice lullabetic sort of ending, which I really liked. Um, number 44. I was going to put the James Blake song in here. I didn't know which one. He had a lot of good ones this year. I chose You're Too Precious. I know some people would do Are You Even Real? I really love that song. But the thing about You're Too Precious for me, it's a loop. It is a cyclical loop. And I, I love the idea of that song. You you put it on uh, and it, it ends and then it starts again if you really want it to. And it, it's so great because it builds in the middle and it has peaks and valleys and just the production from a production standpoint, the, the whistles, the hums, the, the claps that he uses uh, to create a very loving, introspective song. Very great. Uh, number 43, My Future by Billie Eilish. Um, now, I know Billie Eilish has released uh, three singles this year, and all of them have been pretty decent, uh, some varying degrees of level levels of um, importance and um, value, I think, in my opinion. But I think My Future uh, came at a time where we were kind of at a crossroads in America, and uh, she and her brother Phineas really came together and wrote a jazzy, like, sort of uh, soulful, just song coming from Billie Eilish, a 19-year-old. So I thought that was really good. And just comparing yourself and, and preparing yourself for the future, uh, always nice to sing in song form. Number 42, uh, To the Fall But Not Forgotten by Blue in Exile. I think it's uh, a very good song off of this album. Blue and Exile come together again with a very good rapper and um, DJ pairing. We're going to see a few of those throughout my list tonight. But we have a song that is an in-memoriam to all the people we've lost, not just this year, but people who have stuck with Blue and Exile, famous celebrities and people who have touched them and people who mentored them just throughout the years. So we got Michael Jackson, we got uh, David Bowie, Prince, Kimbo Slice, just a lot of big names, uh, and it's an in-memoriam, and it's really well done. Number 41, we have Woo by Remy Wolf. So I got a wee and I got a woo. <laughs> that was not the reason I chose it. I think it's a very good song. I think it's peppy. I think the beat switch immediately after the intro is really cool. And I, I think Remy Wolf's really got a good voice. And I saw her live in concert. She brings it on stage. And I'm happy that she's getting the recognition that she deserves. She was in an Apple ad uh, for one of her songs. So, you know, she's getting that money. Good for her. Getting her royalties. I'm excited for when this album comes out. She released an EP this year that was pretty good too. I'm Allergic to Dogs, I think it was called, which is also pretty funny. Uh, number 40, Fever Dream by MXM Tune. I think Maya released a pretty good uh, list of tracks off of Dawn and Dusk, two separate EPs that combined at the end of the year. And I think Fever Dream's the best one off of it. It's um, very dreamy, obviously in the title, very nice light acoustic guitar work, light drums, some 808s in here for good measure, and just a very breezy, light, soft vocal from Maya that really, really is nice and adds to that nice, light, bedroom pop sort of style that she's got going for her. Uh, number 39, we have Ferris Wheel by Sylvanesso. I think that uh, for an album that overall wasn't that great in my opinion, this was the shining star, and this was a really good song. It does one of the weirdest things, I think, in music by having the children's yay sound effect come through and actually work in a song, because usually it does not. And in this 
instance it does uh the lyrics are clever and catchy uh the vocals and chorus are really catchy and the beat works well uh so ferris wheel number 38 very good song about uh being a black man in america freeze tag uh by dinner party terrace martin kamasi washington robert glasper ninth wonder and felix really really well done song off of a really good ep uh, and they did a separate ep featuring other artists i like corday i like corday's verse in freeze tag but i honestly like the original uh a lot more i think that just the vocals coming out of terrence uh terrace martin's mouth is really wonderful felix has a good verse in there i, I just like it i like it a lot i think it's really good and it shows you know from a perspective from a black man what it's like to just be in the wrong place at the wrong time all the time because of the situation going on with police and systemic racism in this country. So it's it's really eye-opening. Energy and number 37 by Disclosure. When your focus goes, your energy flows. Are you listening? It's a real shame that this album had to come out during quarantine time because I would have loved to hear these beats in the club. But more about energy later. Yeah, this is a banger and a half. Um, I could have chosen any song off this album. They all hit real hard. But I love energy, I think, the most out of all of them. And I think it's because it uses a vocal line over and over again and just does really hard beats and, like, you know, does the tunnel effect and then just blows it all up in the end and it's wonderful. And then number 36, Flaming Lips song. Flaming Mm -hmm. Lips released a pretty good album. Will You Return... When You Come Down, the opening track off of American Head, very trippy, very psychedelic, uh, very entrancing, wonderful vocals, just an all-around great time. Highly recommend that song as well. So now we're going to get to our 35 through 26. We're going to rattle off the next 10 songs. Why don't you go for it, Gabe? Uh, Yes, at 35, speaking of disclosure, I have Birthday, Mm. a great hip house track very soulful i recommend at number 34 we have trader joe by jungle pussy Hmm. it is a hilarious self-affirming anthem uh, for bad bitches so if you're a bad bitch listen to this song number 33 we have enlacing by clipping this is a haunting song off of a haunting album uh, that i will touch on more later but wow, this track is something else. 32, STFU by Rina Sawayama. She is a pop star in the making. I'm calling it now. She is too talented. Uh, her singing is unreal. Her writing is sharp. This song mashes Britney Spears pop with heavy crunk. It is wild. Cannot recommend enough. And just the new metal aspects of it, the hard guitars, and I love it. It's so great. Really great song. Great song. At 31, we have Intrasport by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. They get rather funky on this one, uh, which is not usually their style, but it works. At number 30, we have Bugetti with Jid and Smino, and I think one other person who I'm forgetting. It's a Kenny Beats track. It's a Kenny Beats produced song. Great beat. Jid spits in a pretty solid verse. Uh, you will hear more about Jid later as well. Recommend. Uh, 
29, we have the haunting but lovely video games um, from mm. Ascension by Sufjan Stevens. Mm. It is a touching song about wanting love, reciprocating love, and uh, kind of fitting into boxes, fitting into labels. I think he does really good with that kind of stuff. Really harrowing stuff. Hmm. So then number 28, we have I Love by Ka. He's a great underground rapper. This is a song about his mother mm. a touching song there are lots of great rap songs about mother this is just a touching tribute to his mother that is bars number 27 this might be a weird one we have some about you by fka twigs and 645 ar this song is so outlandish that i don't think you're going to appreciate it unless you are a music lover uh, the beat is wacky. They are very, very high-pitched. Uh, but I think the FKA Twigs is just on another plane of creativity, and I think she makes it work. All right. Uh, number 26, we have For the Night. It was a dope song by Pop Smoke. Uh, rest in peace. Died tragically. Rest in peace. Uh, you know, gone too soon and all that. Very talented uh, man really would have loved to see more from him uh it's just a sad situation overall uh but great song for the night had some cool features the baby little baby just catchy hook chorus put it on wherever good song all right that's a pretty good next section of your list gabe i'm liking how your list is rounding into form uh, i'm gonna go for my number 35 pick which is window by still woozy now, this is a good song. I love it from everything from the the janky little banjo-y guitar to the bed spring squeaks uh, in the middle. I think the chorus is really cute, and it's just a nice poppy alt song that I really enjoy. Um, little R&B flavor thrown in there. Number 34, I got Lamb's Wool by Foster the People. I think this song is honestly one of their best songs ever written. I really wholeheartedly agree that um, this band has a lot going for them. I think, you know, Torches was really good, but then once they sort of diverted from the the alt-rock kind of pop phase and went into more psychedelic rock, I think they really found their footing, and it's really showing in Lamb's Wool. I think this next album is going to turn out to be a fantastic piece of art. I have high hopes for them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. With stuff like this, the chorus, the build-up, oh man, it's just music to my ears. I mean, literally music to my ears, but like <laughs> great, great sounding music, and it's quite a wild ride. The EP itself is really good. Check out the EP, but Lamb's Will is probably the piece de resistance of the album, or the EP. Uh, number 33, uh, I, I'm going to choose a Sufjan Stevens track. I'm going to choose America. I think it's a good choice. Uh, just very fitting, uh, very good critique of the world we're living in right now, especially in the country that we are living in right now. If you're listening from the U.S., if you're not, um, good for you. Uh, <laughs> because what we are going through right now is uh, inner turmoil and outer turmoil uh, and is best described by Sufjan Stevens in a nine-minute uh, just super track with great breakdowns and great outro 
and incredible solos and and vocal layerings and and frequency switch ups and and different different uh, EQ uh, different EQ layerings and and just a wonderful track hypnotic almost uh, when you listen to this album and when you listen to the song America uh, number thirty two. Can I Believe You by Fleet Foxes. Um, I had to choose a Fleet Foxes song because they are releasing wonderful stuff right now. And Can I Believe You, I think, is one of their best recently. Uh, it's really, really wonderful, um, upbeat track. I mean, even though the lyrics are definitely sour and sad, um, it's kind of a good contrast that you need in a song like that. And uh, you know, they do it really well. Um, so I just love Can I Believe You. I love the intro vocal chorus that they have, like the little choir that they're doing. It's great. It's classic Fleet Foxes. Love it. Um, so Can I Believe You, number 32. Number 31, I have Snow Child by The Weeknd. Um, now, The Weeknd released a pretty good album this year, um, and Snow Child, I think, it was really hard to choose which Weeknd song I wanted because there were so many good ones off of that album. But I think Snow Child, in the end, probably had the best production out of any song on there. I think uh, just the chorus was really catchy, uh, and, you know, just his vocals, uh, Abel's vocals. I definitely was considering this song for my list, and it is an excellent song, but I think I have a better song from the album, which you will hear about. Okay, okay. Well, I am looking forward to that. Uh, Number 30. We have Fortune by Laura Marling off of Song for Our Daughter. Man, this song is great. I just love this song. Um, I really, really gravitate towards, um, you know, just great folk music. And this sounds eerily like Joni Mitchell. And it's not in any way, shape, or form like a diss or a knocking down of the song at all. This is just really well done music, really great folk music, um, just about uh, the future uh, and and how sometimes people get lucky, sometimes people don't. Um, and it's written about um, an imaginary daughter of Laura Marling's that does not exist. Uh, and it's, it's a really interesting concept that um, I love. Number 29, we got... Uh, a Tame Impala track. Now, you know I love Tame Impala on the show. My listeners, you know I love Tame Impala. Um, it was hard to choose, really hard to choose, because, uh, you know, Kevin Parker released a lot of good music this year, as you can tell from Gabe's list already with a remix that was really, really spot on. Um, but I chose One More Year, the opening track off of uh, The Slow Rush, because I think it is the most clairvoyant track I've heard in quite some time. And it was funny because I think I actually pointed that out to you about the lyrics. Yes, Uh, you did. He was talking about a year ago, uh, if I had a care, it didn't show. And if you look up the lyrics now, which I do recommend because he is quite the poet and his songs are poetry, uh, it will depress you. Yeah, I'm going to read him right now. Uh, Do you remember we were standing here a year ago Our minds were racing and time went slow. If there was trouble in the world, we didn't know. If we had a care, it didn't show. But now I worry our horizon's been nothing new, because I get this feeling and maybe you get it too. 
We're on a roller coaster stuck on its loop-de-loop. Because what we did one day on a whim has slowly become all we do. And it, it, <laughs> I, I mean, this was released in February. This was released mm. on Valentine's Day. Like a good month before America and like a good week or so until the world really realized this year is ruined. Um, and so I, I just, you know, we're, we were locked in our houses and and we were doing the same thing all the time and, and sticking to a routine and kind of going crazy. And Kevin Parker knew it. It boggles me, and and just beyond the lyrics themselves, just the production's very good, and it's the intro track, um, and so the intro track really has a lot to prove, and it did. It really did. Really good production, really good loops, really good uh, whirrings, and, um, and, and and reverb on the vocals. Uh, just lovely, lovely production on this track. So one more year. Uh, number 29, number 28, The Void by Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon 3, The Chosen. Um, you know, Cudder has shown me from time to time that he can make good music. I think I definitely was more mixed on the album. I understand his appeal. I liked what he did with a lot of it. Uh, but it just didn't really captivate me in the way that a lot of people seem to have done. But you know what? Good for Cudi. I'm glad he's doing well. Now, like... As a kind of detractor of Kid Cudi, because I like some of his music, I, I definitely do. But um, recently, I don't know, King of the Delinquents, I really didn't like that uh, that single. The Scots, I didn't like. Uh, I liked parts of Kid See Ghosts and parts of Passion, Pain, Demon Slaying. But you know, he's had his speeding bullets. Uh, he's had his his pretty lackluster tracks. Um, so coming into this, I wasn't really expecting much, but The Void was a very hypnotic, very psychedelic um, trap song that was just wonderful to listen to, mm. um, and just an incredible chorus. Um, fall in the void, fall in the void, nothing can bring me back, bring me back. Uh, it, it's just, you know, one of his perfect songs that, you know, just is made better by him humming in the start, which is always nice. Cuddy hums, undefeated. Really, really great. Um, and then number 27... Uh, Searching for Captain Save-A-Ho by Fantastic Negrito and E-40. I have no idea who Fantastic Negrito was before <laughs> I listened to this album. I heard of his name, but I never went out and checked out his music. Oh my goodness, he is interesting. Uh, really interesting artist. Uh, very adult swim... Um, sorry. Very adult swim type artist, uh, along with some other artists that I'm going to be listing later. Uh, he's really tried to expand his circle as to what his music is. He is soul, R&B, funk, uh, jazz, all different types of uh, instru uh, instrumental prowess and um, improvisational talents. But, you know, it's just the quirky lyrics that get me. Uh, you know, get away, get away, sitting outside with my shotgun at the door. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's really great. And then a really good... West Side verse by E40. Uh, just really good stuff by E40. Yeah, so that was 30, uh, 27. And 26 is Under the Table by Fiona Apple. Um, you know, Fiona Apple's back with really fantastic storytelling and lyricism. I, I'm blown away by her lyrics. Um, I don't know why I'm shocked because she's done this for years now, but she's back. The atonal... Um, 
you know, uh, instrumentals in the background really work with the piano and and the the, the very frantic drumming um, and the and the clapping and just her wailing and it all comes together to form a really great song because it's all about how she is independent and she doesn't need her boyfriend to be telling her to shut up because she wants to do what she wants and it's a really great song compared to the instrumental like it it pairs so perfectly and that's why I think that's the best song on the album so that was our top 50 through 26 we're going to go into our top 25 what you got for us gabe number 25 we have lemonade with john Tolliver and a couple other people it's a good melodic trap rap song highly recommend it for the hook uh from don Tolliver. talented dude codeine got him tripping codeine got me tripping number 24 bitter sweet leon lahavis great album i will be talking more about it this album is not bittersweet. It's just sweet. It's a great tune. I love the tone of the guitar on this. She is singing her ass off in this song. Number 23, we have Kerosene by Eve Tumer. This is a great duet, actually, uh, with a killer guitar solo towards the end of it. I really recommend it. Super dope album. Number 22, we have Mother, I've Taken LSD by The Flaming Lips. It's a very funny title, but it's actually a great song that is based on a true story in uh, Wayne Coyne's life. And uh, great song. Number 21, Shamika by Fiona Apple. This song is so great. The storytelling on this album was spectacular. I love the message of the song about people in your life affecting you that you didn't even think could affect you. And also it just kind of rocks. Shami- it's a rocking song. Shamika did say she had potential after all. Shamika is wherever you are, Shamika. Thank you. Number 20, we have physical Dua Lipa. This song makes me want to dance. This album makes me want to dance. Let's get physical. I love the throwback. This is a perfect pop song. It's a perfect pop song, and that's all I got to say about it. Uh, number 19, Can I Believe You? I think there's a lot that has been said about this song. And one new thing that I will add is that for the chorus, I believe uh, they actually asked fans to help submit little voice passages for the chorus i think they put it in Mm -hmm. Uh, so robin pecknold reached out to his fans directly who contributed to the song which i think is so dope you gotta love it you gotta love when musicians just love their fans and like give them these opportunities you know show their thanks and their support for the fans showing their support you gotta love it Mm. number 18 dragon ball durag by thundercat this song is hilarious. Uh, look it up. It is partially about a do-rag and partially about something else. Mm. And it is 100% funky. It cracks me up every time I listen to it. Love it. Can't get enough. 17, you talked about it earlier, Lamb's Wool. I placed it a little higher. I can't get enough of this track. It is beautiful the chords on it are so haunting but so beautiful and what i do love is that 
uh, in kind of talking about uh, the creation of the album, you know, there was a lot said about the personal kind of connection. I think he actually like lost a grandparent or something very early. And so he said that he kind of wrote it partially about him keeping in mind. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of beautiful. Mm-hmm. 16. I know the end. Uh, off of Punisher, Phoebe Bridgers. This track is the cathartic ending to a fantastic album. Mm-hmm. I love that she screams her brains off <laughs> at the end of the track. This captures like everything about just like, I'm done. I'm over it. I am so done. Love this song. 15, Night Rider, Tom Mish featuring Freddie Gibbs. This track is smoother than butter it is smoother than the ice after it was just zamboni (laughs) this track is probably one of the smoothest things i've heard this year freddie gibbs comes in with a great feature to kill it i think that tom mish is very talented this is a fantastic song uh 14 habit still woozy different still woozy song this this song is like crack to me i just can't get enough (laughs) It's so catchy. I love their mixture of you get the R&B, you get the little hip-hop tempo, and they blend it all together, and he's rapping quite well, and it's a little zany, it's a little quirky. It works. Great song. 13, might be surprised that this is this high. Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake. Hot take, I must say. Okay. I think this was a great drake song in a year when we did not get a lot of great drake it is celebratory but perhaps what got it for me was the very daring take to not really have too much drums no yeah i like that you don't find that on a lot of rap songs i thought it was a bold move for a person who's usually very safe so the fact that there was like minimal drums on it it piqued my interest. Yeah, and also on the fact that, you know, it's horn-heavy. You know, mm. it's very horn-heavy, which sometimes is not a great thing in hip-hop. Um, and horn-heavy usually alludes to a marching band, you know? Mm. But the fact that the lack of drums really was prominent very much added to it. For me, it was actually in my top 50, but other stuff pushed it out of my top 50. It was still a good song, just mm. not my top 50. I definitely respect your choice, though. Keep mm. going. Number 12, we have... Delete Forever by Grimes. This was one of the better songs off that album. I love this song. It is so beautiful. Also incredibly sad. It's based on a true story of Claire losing some of her closest friends to heroin addiction. Mm. Uh, It is a very sad song, but it just sticks with me, man. And... I really wish that she was writing songs of this caliber, which is why I found it so disappointing. But Grimes over the acoustic guitar tracks, I think she kind of nails it. And this song is a touching ode to people you loved. Very, very great choices. Uh, And what's your number 11? At number 11, we have The Steps by Haim. I think that there's not much to be said about this song. It's a great song. I love the guitar. The sisters are killing it uh, harder than ever. 
I think we're both probably going to talk about that later if mm-hmm. I have a feeling. Uh, but Haim kind of can do no wrong. Great tiny desk NPR. If mm-hmm. you like that, go check it out on YouTube. Very great. We'll talk about the album. Yes, we will. We'll get into that. That's a little spoiler, but it's a good spoiler, fans. That was a really good stretch that you just had there, Gabe. Thank you. Uh, so now I'm going to rattle off my 25 through 11, and we'll, then we'll do our top 10. Uh, so number 25, Lockdown by Anderson Pack. I think this song encapsulates a lot of what was happening in America this year, especially during the summer. Um, you know, we were dealing with the pandemic, and we were also... We're still dealing with a pandemic, uh, and we've been dealing with um, terrible systemic racism that's been plaguing this country as well, uh, and the justice that people are fighting for in the streets uh, to, you know, stop police brutality and defund the police and change this policing system so that we can, um, you know, really take a stand and end systemic racism once and for all, uh, very noble. And these things colliding created one of, in my opinion, the best jazz rap songs we had all year. Really good flow, really tight flow by Anderson Pack. Uh, really good drum work. He's always so good at the drums. And just a really good song entitled uh, Lockdown. Very fitting. Uh, number 24, Inside Friend, John Mayer, Leon Bridges. I really liked the song. Uh, another good song about quarantine, just needing some love, uh, being super horny during quarantine and you know, nothing wrong with that. It happens. Uh, number 23 happened to me by Benny. I think it's a really good song. Um, after initial listens, I thought, you know, it's fine, but then it grew on me a lot cause that beat and that rhythm really, really slick. And, and the drumming in that's really tight, too. And her voice goes really well with those um, th- those those guitars, too. Uh, number 22, um, I had to put a Frank Ocean song in here. And was it going to be Dear April or was it going to be Cayendo? In the end, it was Cayendo. Uh, I like Cayendo a little bit more. I think both songs he came out with in April just at the start of the pandemic were really, really uh, introspective, as always, but really good when it came to his use of acoustic guitar and just his voice, something he does a lot, but not recently that often, so it was really good to hear him do this again and know that he still got it, and it just really um, was good comfort food for me this year, especially at the start of the pandemic. Um, number 21, Savior Complex by Phoebe Bridgers. I love I Know the End. I think it's a great song, but when I really listened to it, when I really looked at it, the lyrics in Savior Complex are some of the best of the year. Highly check out this album. Highly recommend checking out this album. Um, just such a great song. Really good lyrics. Just nothing else to say, you know. Um, you're going to drown in your sleep for sure, wake up and start a big fire in our one-room apartment, but I'm too tired to have a pissing contest. There's some great poetry on this Phoebe album. Very, very good poetry. And also highly recommend the Copycat Killer remix done entirely with um, a string section. Very good, very tasteful. Um, And her voice, triumphant as always. Number 20, Pressure in My Palms by Amine, Slow Tie, and Vince Staples. One of the bangers of the year, by far. Um, Now the lyrics are quirky and crazy and I love it, but honestly, that beat, Mm. oh, that thick beat just really drives home the song. Uh, The loops they do with pressure in my palms, really good. Uh, The drums, 
awesome. The 808s are fire. The bass is so good. And, you know, the bars are pretty good, too, and pretty quirky and funny. I like that. Number 19, Something to Rap About by Freddie Gibbs and Tyler, the Creator. I think two of the best verses of the year are featured on this very, very track. Um, yeah, I, I think also The Alchemist comes through with a really, really good uh, instrumental that they rap over, and I think it's just a perfect uh, culmination of all that they worked to get. Um, and, you know, Tyler, the Creator, had a very good guest verse <laughs> uh, just out of nowhere, which was great. Um, number 18, Pretty Please by Dua Lipa. Now, I love Physical. Honestly, you could put any song on this list from that album, and I will say, yes, that deserves the 18th spot. Yeah, there's not a lot of wrong choices with this uh, Dua Lipa album. There's, it's, it's all slappers. Yeah. Uh, Pretty Please won me over because of the cowbell. Hmm. The cowbell breakdown in the middle <laughs> really sold me, but I loved it. Uh, the chorus is great. The refrain's really fun, and I, I just really enjoy it. I think Dua Lipa has a lot going for her in the future. Number 17, Knight Rider, Tom Meesh, Freddie Gibbs. You said a lot about it. Really enjoy that song. Really enjoy Tom Meesh as an artist and him expanding his horizons with a Yusuf Days, a great French drummer. Um, just really incredible stuff by Tom Meesh and really good bars. Rapper of the Year, Fuck the Nominees <laughs> by Freddie Gibbs himself. Number 16. Um, number 16, we have a really good song, I think, in my opinion. Taylor Swift came through with really good music this year. I gotta say, mm. I was honestly surprised. Uh, two great albums. Um, and the song I chose was The Last Great American Dynasty. Oh. I think this was really good storytelling from her. She wrote an entire song about the people who owned her house that she bought. That's pretty impressive. Like, it's a very deep story and very well done with very light guitar, very just nice, like, pitter-patter drums, and just very good vocals from Taylor. And I really liked it. I, looked the, I liked the rhythmic timing of it all, and it was just really tied into a nice, neat package at the start of Folklore, which I really liked. Um, 15, Walking in the Snow, Run the Jewels. I think this is the best verse of the year by Killer Mike. <laughs> I, 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 I am calling it now. I think this is the best rap verse of the year. Um, LP puts in some great stuff at the start of this, but once Killer Mike comes in uh, on those hard, hard beats, just he, he says all the right things, uh, talks about the Black Lives Matter movement, talks about uh, systemic racism and the issues faced every day by bl black men and women in America. Um, just a harrowing verse, but a wonderful verse from Killer Mike and a great verse from LP and great production behind it. Um, number 14, Sweeter by Leon Bridges and Terrace Martin. Also a very good song. Um, talking about all the same stuff I just mentioned. Um, done basically doing a 180 on what... Um, Killer Mike and LP did, where they did an aggressive, angry take, which is very fair and very, very well done. Terrace Martin and Leon Bridges came together with a soulful, um, very sad, forlorn song about why do we have to die? And it, it's an eye-opener. Um, it's passionate. Uh, it, it brings a tear to your eye. It's really well done. Number 13, Love Language by Ariana Grande. I think this song is really good. Um, and, you know, Ariana did a lot great this year. Um, I think that this string section 
in this song is really neat, and the, and the production on the strings is really wonderful. I think that it's a fantastic track, and frankly, I'm kind of impressed that you put it so high. It grew on me each time I heard it, because it's like a dance track, but it's also like Vogue-style like strings, and <laughs> oh man, and just her singing on it, it's wonderful. It's tight, and it's good. Um, check it out. Check it out. And number 12, two of the best rappers, Look Over Your Shoulder, Buster Rhymes, and Kendrick Lamar. Uh, some of the best bars you'll hear this year. I know I gave the best verse to uh, El- uh, Killer Mike, but these are, you know, two and three or three and four. These are really good verses from Busta and Kendrick. And, you know, you shouldn't be surprised because they're <laughs> just super talented. But, you know, just great stuff. Um, great bars from both of them. Really good production in the background. Don't you know, baby? Oh, I love it. Uh, number 11. Also a fantastic song, and I think this might be the best song when talking about racial injustice and standing up to fight against uh, police brutality and systemic racism. Uh, I Can't Breathe by her. Mm. I think this song has everything. It's very soulful, very, um, you know, empowering, very wonderful. And she has fantastic vocals that are very impassioned, and of course, because she's super passionate, but... Along with that, she has like a minute and a half long poetry slam talking about how just, you know, how dare um, it. She's talking basically about uh, the Black Square movement Hmm. um, and, uh, you know, white privilege. And it, it comes down to an incredible verse by her that really resonates with me. Um, and I just was taken away by this song. I also was alerted to the fact that she is younger than both of us. Yes, she is. And she is this talented, so I think you're going to be seeing a lot of her in the future. I really hope so. I really hope so. She she can play guitar so well. Very talented. Multi-instrumentalist. Wonderful. Wonderful song. Um, yeah, so those are my going into my top ten. That's my list. Uh, and now we're going to get into our top ten. So get ready, folks. Uh Here you go, Gabe. What is starting you off at number 10? Starting off at number 10, we have End of Days by Spillage Village. This was a great album. I'm going to be talking about it more later, but to focus on this song, I love the message of it, End of Days. It is both a biblical song, a political song about our kind of political crisis right now. The verses on this thing are so killer and then it transitions towards the end with a great uh contribution by Ed clemens uh kanye kind of protege one of his friends collaborators this song is so nutty the verses are dirty the punchlines are great i cannot recommend this song enough end of days the end of times end of times my oh my Number nine, we have Seven Years by Charlie XCX. There's not a lot to this song, I'm not going to lie. It is a touching tribute to her boyfriend of seven years. And it's a song about loving and respecting the partner you're with. And it is very glitchy. And I love how sincere she is, even with the autotune. It's like there's the layers of autotune and all the glitchiness, but you still feel it in her voice. Mm -hmm. Like... The way that she says it 
And, you know, like she says, seven years is a really, really, really long time. You know, she does it well. (laughs) (laughs) She can do it. You can't, Dixie. Number eight, uh, we have Walking in the Snow. Mm -hmm. He said a lot of it. I would just like to point out that uh, Killer Mike actually wrote the verse to this, I believe, in mid-2019 before all of the George Floyd happenings, which makes the verse even more depressing. I will echo his sentiment about Killer Mike's verse. That verse is a masterclass of rap. Uh, No one is coming even close to Killer Mike, who it is a legend and should be respected as a legend. He cemented it with Run the Jewels, Walking in the Snow Breaks My Heart, and then it smacks me in the face with that chorus Mm -hmm. that is so catchy. Mm -hmm. And it's just this great mixture of just pounding beat, catchy hook, talking about real serious stuff and this is a fire brand of a song and i could not ask for more from rtj number seven we have are you even real by james blake this song is the definition of ascending the vocals the choral touches of it all the nice just catering synth in the back it's a pretty stripped back song there's not a lot to it the lyrics are kind of vague and poetic-ish but you know he does that from time to time uh but this song just like creates a feeling that's ethereal it's just like lifts lifts me into another plane and it's like a touching love song too uh There's not a lot to be said about James Blake. You know him. You love him. Critically appraised. Getting around to public approval even now. Really talented dude. Good co-collaborator. Willing to work with artists of all stripes. James Blake. Unbeatable. Number six. Blue World by Mac Miller. Rest in peace. I think we probably will be talking about the album. Definitely. I loved this song. It is so hopeful uh, in a time in his life when he was not very hopeful. And I think that's just kind of beautiful. And the production on this thing is immaculate. I loved what they were able to do with his vocals, bringing out his voice. He's saying a lot, uh, you know on a bunch of these songs and it works and it's so raw i love the rawness of it all and you know i wish he was here i really do he was a talented man and i'm just so glad that this song turned out well and the album was beautiful i'm glad he's finally getting recognized for you know how much potential he had Hmm. because yeah that's a great song Number five, we have Riri by Amine. It's a banger. It is a club lifter. It is upbeat. It is punchy. Amine is clever and he's funny and he's hitting all the right notes. And what else is there to say except it's a great song based on a great person, Rihanna. Where is the album? 
I, I hate to be that guy, but damn, we need that album. Uh, so Riri, I just love that track. Uh, number four, we have If You Are Too Shy by the 1975. This thing is goofy. It goes all out. I love how unabashedly fun it is, especially when they're a band that they make fun songs, but they tend to be a little bit more serious. And I like that they just dropped all pretense for this song and just went for it. And I really wish the the rest of this album was this strong. I love this song. The sax on it just lifts me into heaven. And it is goofy and I am not ashamed. Love it. Love it. Number three, Alone Again by The Weeknd. Okay. Wow, this song was the intro to a fantastic album. I just, wow, The Weeknd, he keeps evolving. That's the thing about him. He is, I think, almost a decade into his career, and he just keeps getting better. But specifically about Alone Again, the synths, the synths, the synths on this song are hit you. They just hit you in a certain spot and the way he sings i don't know if i can be alone again Mm. and it's just like pure desperation and it sets the album off so great um and it just it still slaps it's a slapper about being desperate Mm. and i love it i can't get enough yep it's a good choice. I know you love gushing about the weekend, and I know we'll get to him soon. <laughs> so, what's your number two? <laughs> number two, "Breathe Deeper" mm. by Tame Impala. Great choice. This song is transcendent. It has a nice message about just taking in the moment and just enjoying it all. Um, and the outro, the mm. talk about synths. I, I'm just a sucker for a good synth. The synth outro on this thing. We and Kevin Parker kills it as usual. Uh, this is almost a perfect song. Yeah. I mean, there's like wow, it blew me away. Yeah, uh, just hold off on your number one, we'll get to that in a second. Gotcha. But that is a great 10 through nine, uh, 10 through two. Great 10 through two. Um, here's where I'm at. So, my number 10 is Remember Where You Are by Jesse Ware. Obama was right, dude. <laughs> Obama was right. He he called it. Um, this song is really good. Really good song. It's a neo-soul song taking back to the days of like Curtis Mayfield and like songs from the 70s and like really good music um, and just so soulful. And it, uh, I honestly don't know what to say, what else to say besides it's really soulful and you know, the backup vocals are killer on this song too. And it just gets you in that groove and it's the ender to a really nice album and it caps it off really nicely, which I love too. Um, number nine, Sour Flower by Leanna Lahavis. Hmm. Now going into this, it was going to be very hard for me to pick a Leanna Lahavis song because I did not know which one to choose, but I ended up choosing Sour Flower because uh, I think it has the best and most infectious chorus out of anything on this album. When I'm hot, when I'm blue, I'm not crying over you. Oh, so good. Leanna Lahavis' voice is 
great as always, and it's just a wonderful song. It's super peppy, super great. Love it. Six minutes of wonderfulness. That's not a word, but we're going to go with it anyway. Number <laughs> eight, we got 3AM by Haim. Ha. You know, the Haim sisters, SD, Danielle, and Alana, they got it. They got yeah. it. I mean, why are you calling them at 3 a.m.? Good question. It's a really good question. It starts with a phone ringing. <laughs> it starts with a voicemail, which is so funny. It's adorable. Um, and, like, they intersperse, like, little embellishments of phones ringing in the background throughout the song, which I really like. It's just perfectly done for a really well-themed song that's placed right in the middle of a very good album. Uh, number seven. We have Woods by Mac Miller. Mm. I think um, it was really hard choosing which Mac Miller song because there were a lot of very introspective, very well done songs on this album. But I think Woods really takes the cake because I think the 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 the, the teardrop sounding uh, drum beat uh, in the background with these uh, luscious synths, but soft synths, you know, mm. that really shows his voice more uh, and very nice um, little scales being played too. Um, you know, it really shows his voice. It really shows the lyrics of what he's trying to say. Uh, I put your face in a place where the space was, you know, stuff like that. Just really looking back on, uh, you know, past memories with past loves and stuff like that. And it's, it's really sad to see him go, Mm. um, because he had all of this love to give, uh, not just all of this talent to give, but he had all of this love to give. So really, um, really miss him but you know he came through with a really good track um in uh woods number six we have run by joji joji made my most disappointed album of the year but he also came through with one of the best tracks of the year (laughs) which is really crazy um but you know his vocals on this are actually really good really tight uh kind of in the parameters of what makes him good and really the guitar solo sets it over Mm. the edge it really does and you know credit to the guitarist and it's a really good guitar solo but i think the arrangement and the um uh the structure of the song really plays into his hands and it really is good Um, it's it's his strongest stuff it's his strongest stuff for sure yeah number five I've been kind of fly, standing next to you, <laughs> baby girl, how do I look in my do-rag? Oh, I love it. It's so good. Dragon Ball Do-Rag by Thundercat. The most fun song of the year. The goofiest, quirkiest, you know, his lyrics. He's he's one of those guys. Great funk, great soul, great R&B, great instrumentalist. But the lyrics, man. He has some of the quirkiest, goofiest lyrics, and they always tend to work, you know? I love it. I love his songs. Dragon Ball Durag's one of the best. Uh, it's a little sexy, a little weird sexy, which uh, is always, you know, something nice. So I enjoyed it a lot. Um, number four, Circle the Drain by Soccer Mommy. I think this song is one of the best songs of the year, uh, without a doubt. I think if you think of surf rock, this is one of the peak surf rock bands right now. Uh, Soccer Mommy's got it going on with great soft vocals that really are just you know hypnotizing and just very luscious to the ears uh very good comfort food and then the lyrics come down to it and you know kind of the song itself sounds like it's circling the drain Mm. it's kind of going through its repetitions going through its motions and then the end it kind of devolves into this sort of warring guitar screeching sound and you're like, oh, are we falling through the black hole? Are we going down the rabbit hole? And we go through the rest of the album. And I think, 
you know, Circle the Drain kind of encapsulates what that album's trying to do, and it's really well done. Number three. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Sakamami. Thank you, Sakamami. <laughs> uh, number three. Thank you, Rina Soyama, for Chosen Family. <laughs> ah. Chosen Family. I think uh, this is a perfect song for this year. We don't have to be related to relate. We don't have to share a genes or a surname. You are, you are, my chosen family. I think it's lovely. It's beautiful. Her voice comes through like an angel on this song. And <laughs> it's one of those songs to lift other people up. And we need that right now. And I love it coming from Rena. Um, and number two, the Pink Phantom. The Phantom is coming. The Phantom is coming. The Phantom is coming. Wow. I am... I... I'm blown away for multiple reasons. Most, mostly how the gorillas and David Albarn got, you know, Elton John on one of his tracks. I was just going to say, if you have not seen any of the uh, coverage mm-hmm. that he has talked about, he talked a little bit about the collaborative process, how he sorted out which artists to work with. And that man is so versatile. So versatile. It's incredible and we're gonna get into it um but yeah him elton john and black made one of the weirdest combinations of the year but like one of the tightest and well-knit combinations you have elton with his as always emotional performance i tried to get to know you and it's beautiful (laughs) i can't do it justice obviously but just a wonderful performance uh, produced masterfully by Gorillaz and a really good auto-tune piece by Black that ties in really well and duets really nicely with Elton John's vocals. So I love it. I cannot get enough of it. <laughs> um, so those are our lists. Oh, wait, I forgot our number ones. Oh, the number one. So what's your number one song of 2020, Gabe? My number one song of 2020 is Something to Rap About. Wow. I know. Listen, I'm a huge Freddie fan. I make it no secret. Freddie Gibbs is so talented in terms of albums. He has tons of great albums, verses, tons of great verses, versatile still. He does some trap stuff. He does some more soul things. This beat, when I tell you this beat is like laying on a cloud itself, it is so fluffy and the guitar work in the pack is so clean and immaculate and i could talk about the production all day but i really want to focus on the two verses freddie gibbs with a great verse talking in retrospective about his hard come up the struggles he had to go through and i like that he takes this very kind of macabre but like Uh, self-deprecating look he says god made me sell crack to give me something to rap about kind of him like taking the best out of a bad situation to say all of these negative experiences my struggles not only like helped produce my art but like got me through like got me through life and like just this belief that like things can get better and we needed that this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we needed a very self-affirming song. And I cannot forget the verse. Mm. The verse by Tyler, the creator. Tyler is an 
unparalleled rapper. He is creative. He picks the best beats. And this verse is a top five Tyler, the creator verse. It might get me canceled. It is a top five Tyler verse. In this verse. Igor stands are going to just lash out at you. <laughs> I will, I'll explain it to you then. I will listen. The verse is long. It's like two minutes. He talks about racism, the fashion industry, expectations of his music, the state of things in America, how his career has shaped out, all in two minutes. He fits it all in there with immaculate wordplay, the punchlines, the line about tops, keep your circle tight, like tops, so funny, so witty, so creative. He melded words in this beautiful beat that's just so easy. And I love that they kept the organic touches at the end of it. Because if you notice, if you play to the very end, uh, Tyler press, uh, pronounces Mykonos wrong. wrong. Yeah. And they keep in the take of him saying that he did it wrong. Yes. Which is hilarious to me because he did that song in one take. Yeah. That was a one verse take, and it was a top five verse. Yeah. I'll let you do the math. What an incredible song. Uh, something to rap about. My number one. Uh, <laughs> so, so good, man. It's so good. I love it. 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 I just want to party, dude. I just want to party and feel the hate, heat between the bodies. I want anthems. Wow. <laughs> I want anthems, dude. Wow. Um, anthems by Charlie XCX. I did not know. You turned me on to this album. <laughs> I did not know what to expect coming into this. I was absolutely blown away. Um, but it didn't take until the end. It took until the end of the album mm. for me to figure out what the best song was, in my opinion. And I think it was... You know, not even I think. I know it was Anthems. Because <laughs> this is a club banger, and I am sad we're not in clubs right now to experience it. But, oh my goodness, how she wants to party and how it comes through with some of the best industrial glitch pop I've heard in my life. Production was... production. Her production's always so otherworldly. It was incredible. And the ability and her singing was very good and the layering was very good. And she just wants anthems, and she's starting a rager, and this is the banger of the year, in my opinion. Mm. And banger of the year, anthems, number one song of the year, anthems, I'll take it. I'll take it. So let's get into our top 30. Let's breeze through the early parts, get into the later parts, get into the meat and potatoes of our lists. Yep. Uh, but a lot of good music this year. Uh, I'll start us off through, you know, 30 to 15, uh, 30 to 16. Number 30, uh, Jess, volume three. I think that it was labeled as uh, best album of the year by the Grammys, and you know, Grammys are kind of untrustworthy sometimes. Um, I I really did enjoy this album. I think that it had a lot going for it. It uh, was very experimental. Uh, this Jacob Collier uh, made four projects in four years, which I thought was pretty interesting, uh, pretty admirable and ambitious. And I think his voice really comes through. But I think it's the layerings and and all the different ideas he came in to make something really great. And I, I know some songs don't necessarily rub me the right way, um, and it's 
and it, that's fine because I think the rest of the album is very strong, so it kind of holds the weight. And it's also a number 30. Number 29, I think the better of the two Taylor Swift albums, I think Folklore, um, a surprise late pick for me, but I think Folklore comes through with some of her best songwriting to date. Uh, it's her initial sort of detour into indie folk, which really mm-hmm. worked uh, and surprised me. I had no idea she had this in her, and she did it fantastic uh number 28 and also sorry just her and justin vernon her and bony Vare, just two of the best songs of the year justin vernon wherever you are get in the studio with tay tay for god's sakes where is the collab album i know it's bold collab album give it to me i mean just two of the best songs of the year in exile and evermore just wonderful pieces of music uh, number 28, Man on the Moon 3, The Chosen by Kid Cudi. Uh, Cutter came through, in my opinion, with a really good album. Um, it's just very nice to listen to, and, you know, his hums are very hymnal, and, mm-hmm. I, and I like it. Also, shout out to the Phoebe Bridgers track on there. Super unexpected, <laughs> but let me tell you, that track is so good. Loving me, dude. I just wish it was longer. Same. I would have put it as in my top 50 if it was longer, but uh, it was great. I, and just hearing her and him hum at the same time. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's great. Um, but sorry. I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, number 27. Miles from an Interlude Called Life by Blue in Exile. Um, an album, a great jazz rap album about um, a lot of things, but really talking about Miles Davis for a good part of it. And it's a very long album uh, with a lot of substance. Not that much filler, which I really like. Um, and there are times when Blue sort of diverts into sort of the r- rhyming and rapping because he cans uh, part of a rapper's career. But also he has really great moments of just finding ways to rhyme and finding ways to do wordplay that really are inspiring and creative. So it's a really good thing to check out. And Exile has really good production on it, really good jazz rap to check out. Number 26, Everything Else Has Gone Wrong by Bombay Bicycle Club. I really like this album. Going into it, and had no idea what this band was. Uh, they're a British, you know, psych rock band. Uh, and this is their, I think, fifth studio album. And it's really good. Came out in January. Really good album. Tight psych work. Uh, pretty hypnotic, uh, pretty nice and calming and serene for how hypnotic it was. Check it out. Really good. Number 25, Energy by Disclosure. Again, <laughs> this time the album, though, and not the song. Um, you know, just so many bangers on this thing. Uh, really good uh, interpolations and uh, inspiration from African music and African drumming, which I really enjoyed. Um, really good features. Uh, from Fatimata Diara. Uh, I pronounced that wrong, I'm sorry, but very good features uh, and throughout from Francophone and French and African uh, artists that I, I really loved and just really good production from Disclosure. Yet again, <laughs> they continue to do it. They always just inspire me to listen to more bangers by them. Uh, number 24, Have You Lost Your Mind Yet by Fantastic Negrito. I really liked it. I really, really liked it. He experimented with a lot of different sounds, a lot of quirky lyrics, very Thundercat-esque in his, uh, you know, lyricism and layerings, and and uh, I, I just loved it. I really thought it was great. Um, number 23, uh, Hey UX by Benny. Uh, you told me to give it another chance after the first listen? Man, you were right. I mean, like, 
there are so many good songs on that album. And I know Happen to Me is the first and arguably the best, but that's not to take anything away from the rest of the songs. You got Snail. You got uh, Faith, I think, is another song. You got a Kenny Beats track in there. You got <laughs> Super Lonely, which is also really good. I know it's overplayed, but... Great song from last year. But it's pretty good, yeah. I really like it. And Gus Dapperton's feature, really quality. So, Hey UX, Bemmy, you got me sold. I'll listen to your next album. I'm excited. Uh, but I really appreciate what you had for me this year. Hmm. Um, 22. Also, like... A Lily Allen feature, too. Yeah, really off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was really great. Uh, number 22, American Head by the Flaming Lips. Mm. I, I just, wow. <laughs> just sit back and just let the Flaming Lips do what they're going to do. Let Wayne Coyne just mm. drill into your ear what he's going to say. And it, it just happened. And, and it's an American experience. It's an Americana album about this american life mm-hmm. and it's kind of apocalyptic it's kind of uh real world stories from wayne's actual life and it, it's wonderful it really coincides into making a really great album and the the casey musgraves feature at the end of the album is also really good with god and the policeman really good track uh and the tiny desk with them in bubbles just singing <laughs> as it turns out they were social distancing before it was cool yeah they were they were doing bubble concerts last year dude Innovators. Innovators. Uh, number 21, What Kind of Music by Tom Meesh and Yusuf Days. Really liked it. Really tight track list. Um, a lot of great funk and soul-inspired songs with great drumming by Yusuf. Really good drumming and great guitar work by Tom Meesh. Uh, Tidal Wave's a great track. Um, Julie Mangos I like because it's uh, just an instrumental being played over like um, a phone call he had with his executive producer, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. You know, he got a lot of those quirky songs, and I really liked it. Uh, number 20, The Ascension by Sufjan Stevens. Mm. Uh, took a while for me to get into it. The first time the industrial sounds really did uh, hit me hard, but after a while of getting into it and really understanding what this album's about on uh, all and the length and depth that's going into the layering and production of this album, it really makes you appreciate what went into it and how much heart and passion Sufjan really put into this album. Uh, America is just the like tip of the iceberg when it comes to this album. So many other great songs, like you mentioned, video games, landslides, another, uh, just wonderful, wonderful tracks. Um, and you know, industrial, like sounding folk, I've, Rarely heard that before. Uh, some glitch folk, which I don't think that's a genre, but okay, you know, go he, for it. He made it. You know, he made it. Number 19, How I'm Feeling Now by Charlie XCX. Probably the best pandemic album of the year. Probably the best album about the pandemic specifically. Um, a lot of musicians, you know, when given a crisis, write about it uh, in, in their own experiences and what they're feeling. And I think Charlie was able to do the best with what she had. And that's that's a compliment to her. I think she was able to get so much out of uh, her emotions uh, of feeling isolated and missing friends and missing partying and uh, just sort of doing the same thing every day and uh, going through the motions and just wanting to get out of it. It's kind of an album about missing the homies. Yeah, it really is. It's a missing the homies album and it's banger after banger, dude. Straight banger. Straight banger. Uh, number 18... The best fall album I've ever heard, Shore, by Fleet Foxes, released on the autumnal equinox. Um, <laughs> just wonderful music, back to front, front to back. 
uh, the peppiest and most upbeat Flea Foxes album I've heard in some time. For sure. Um, it's really upbeat, really faster rhythms, really tight production, really good, again, drums and guitars. But it's really the vocal layerings and the vocal filterings that are done by Robin Peckinpold and um, just, you know, the, the chorus the, the chorus and the chorals and the, the, the just wonderful wonderful production and really really sweet music created by them Mm. um number 17 fetch the bolt cutters by fiona apple uh really great song really great great tracks on that album uh some of the best songwriting of the year obviously uh and initially i wasn't really turned on to it because i thought that well, well, I liked it, but I felt like I didn't need to listen to it again because I felt like the atonal music doesn't provide a real re-listen. Um, and I was completely wrong because I think that it really does provide something that's out there and ethereal and uh, definitely uh, very unique and, and something you don't hear that often. And I really liked that frantic piano just <laughs> freaking out everywhere. It really added to just the entire aesthetic of the album, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, and then fin- uh, finally in this stretch, number 16, After Hours by The Weeknd. Mm. Um, I'm speculating it's going to be a little bit higher for you. Um, just <laughs> we'll a, see, we'll see. Just a thought. But uh, for me, uh, After Hours is still a very great album. Um, yeah, re-listening to it, it's really tight. Really tight. Um, just pure 80s nostalgia at its <laughs> finest. And... I can't think of a better group of tracks uh, to just encapsulate, you know, just the glitz and glamour of 80s Wall Street murder psychoness. There's a lot going on with the album that I will discuss. Yeah, and I, I love it. I really do. Blinding Lights is great. It kind of tied in really well to uh, the release of Uncut Gems, the movie that came out in 2019, because the score for Uncut Gems sounds almost eerily similar <laughs> to like a lot of tracks on this. And that's not a bad thing. I think that's wonderful. I think it's really great. And this is, was a really great album that started off the year. Uh, so yeah, that's my top half of mm. my top 30. Uh, so now what you got for us, Gabe? All right. So number 30, we have Division with Amusing Her Feelings. It's a great uh, neo-soul R&B album. Lots of great cuts on it. I think pretty just yeah, enjoyable all around. 29, we have Visions of Body Being Burned by Clipping. I am warning you, though, this album is scary. It is a scary album. There are door knocks and screeches and screams. It's kind of a sister album to uh, their first piece, uh, which I really liked. I thought it was excellent and really spooky. And like, it's hard to do horrorcore right. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they nailed it. So applause for that. 28, we have Burden of Proof by Benny the Butcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the Griselda camp. I like that they're still doing gritty raw raps like it's the 90s again. This album is a very commercially standard album, though, and I I do like that. They kind of balance out the harder tracks with some of the more radio-friendly ones. Some great songs off it. I recommend. Uh, Number 27, we have Energy Disclosure. What I love is that there's so much variety to this album. If you go through this album, there is a little piece for everyone. There are house bangers. 
There are hip house tracks. There are R&B tracks. There's like this really dope chopped up sample interlude Mm -hmm. randomly in the middle of it that like reminds me of Kanye's old stuff. It's really surprising but refreshing with all the touches. I love that they put in some African musicians and actually worked with them, collaborated with them to really uh, nail the vibe of the song. And the features are spectacular. They kill it. Number 26, Ascension. Sufjan. I like this album. I think it's definitely a flawed album. I think it's also an acquired taste. I think you have to be willing to go on an adventure, as you are most of the time with Sufjan. He usually takes you on an adventure. But there are lots of highlights in this thing. It is really glitchy. It's kind of like dark and cavernous. He touches on all the stuff he usually touches on love uh you know sexuality struggles this one was a little bit more political which i liked uh mainly written i think throughout like 2016 18 like most of the years uh under the uh outgoing administration so definitely a darker tone but he strikes some good highlights uh 25 we have descendants of cain by ka Another dirty, grimy rap album. This one actually has some religious themes on it. Uh, If you know, like, the biblical stories, I think uh, the album will probably make more sense to you. Although I will say, if you do listen to this, pop up the genius. Because his rhymes are lyrically dense. You will need to look at the genius. Number 24, The Price of Tea in China by Boldy James. Mm. Uh... This was a really dope album production by The Alchemist, a pretty famous uh, hip-hop producer. Uh, The beats are not just grimy, but there's some smoother cuts on here. Uh, Boldy James is talking about his uh, rough and tumble life, uh, some of the struggles he went through, his relationships with the industry. I love that he hooked up uh, with Griselda to join their label and work with them on some stuff. And I want to see more of the stuff going forwards. Number 23, we have Innocent Country 2 by Quelle Chris. Great jazz rap album. Uh, also a little bit on the longer side. Uh, some really dope instruments uh, on this one. There's like violins and banjos and flutes and stuff that you wouldn't usually find on a rap album. Uh, with Quelle Chris talking about a lot of stuff, uh, his black identity uh, these days, his uh, struggles with understanding his place in the world, it's kind of a slow burn album. You need to really give it time to appreciate. Number 22, we have Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. She killed it. I love her songwriting. It is witty. It is a little bit dark. It's also kind of strangely hopeful at the same time. I think she has a great aesthetic going on. This almost like <laughs> emo folk yeah. thing going on. It's yeah. pretty rare. Yeah. Um, and I think there's some great songs on here. Very strong from her. I know that she's been at it a couple of years, but I look forward to seeing what she has in the future. Uh, 21, Hey UX, Benny. Love this. It's a great freshman output from a promising young musician. The variety in this album is great. There's like some rap cup cuts on it. 
Uh, there's one with Grimes that's really zany. Mm-hmm. I think her songwriting is very strong for someone who is so young. She is very talented. I love how varied this album is without getting too stretched out. I'm looking forward to what she does in the future. And I'm liking that Jackson Pollock cover art. Yes, very cool. Appreciate cover arts, people. Appreciate them. Yes. Uh, 20, we have Positions by Ariana Grande. Listen, Ariana Grande is talented. She is an amazing singer. She writes her own music, Mm -hmm. which matters. And she is doing it better than any pop star out there. This album is chock full of bangers, front to back. I don't have to tell you about all the highlights. POV, 34 plus 35. You get some positions in there. You get the weekend collab off the table. It's a sex one. (laughs) You can't miss it. The weekend and Ariana Grande have not missed yet. Wow. Mm -hmm. This album blew me away. Uh, 19, we have KG, or I guess it's supposedly uh, self-titled, by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. It's a pretty standard from them. It has all of their same fare, if you know them very well. Uh, There's some (laughs) classic, hard, kind of rocky elements, but then it transitions in the middle towards a little folkier, and then it reels you back in with, like, these synths and industrial heavy ones. Mm -hmm. If you like their stuff, you'll like this album. It's not groundbreaking, but it is good. 18, we have Heaven to a Tortured Mind by Eve Tumere. This is a really great, underrated, I think, rock psych album uh it's really twisted and demented and his vocals are really screechy and there's just so many things on this album to chew over i love the textures how kind of uh close things are in the mix so you can really hear the instruments pop uh Yves Tumer is extremely good at songwriting, and it's been a while since I've heard an album rock this hard, so damn, killed it. Uh, Number 17, American Head. Yes, the hype is real about this album. It is beautiful. It is goofy. It is everything. Vibrant. Vibrant, and also it's quite funny. I, I must yeah. say, there there are songs on this thing that will make you laugh out loud. Really great. But at the core of it, Wayne Coyne, amazing songwriter, unique vocalist. I don't think I've heard anything like him. Mm. Uh, I recommend this album. Go Just go listen to it. Yeah, come on. Preferably under the influence. It might help. <laughs> uh, 16, Sawayama, the debut. The big commercial debut from Rina Sawayama. She knocked it out of the park. This thing has like Britney Spears early 90 pop songs on it and crunk and punk and metal and it is everything. She writes the catchiest songs that have a lot of substance to them. I mean, look at the lyrics on Excess. She is talking about a lot of real shit. Um, So, Sawayama, I want more. I want to see more of her. Listen, Pop, you're getting boring. Rina Sawayama, (laughs) she's going to save your ass. Yeah, she performed on Jimmy Fallon, dude. (laughs) And she killed it. 
I am waiting for her to take her her rightful place. Okay, well, that's quite an amazing list you got there. Good, good stretch right there. Really good. I'm blown away by your stretch of uh, albums right there. You're too kind. I'm going to go from number 15 to number 6, so we have our top fives laid out. Mm. Um, So I'm going to go number 15, Positions by Ariana Grande. Mm -hmm. We share the same belief right here that Ariana released her best music yet. Easily. um, With some of the tightest production she's ever had. Um, I mentioned the strings on Love Language, which really got me. I mean, the bubblegum beat on 3435, <laughs> and I think it's just really funny that at the end she says, means I want a 69 with you. She explains, No shit. <laughs> she explains the little, which I think is supposed to be an ironic element. And I think that's kind of funny. And then she's like, I wasn't good at math anyway at the end, which I thought was, you know, whatever. It's funny. Um, You know, Just Like Magic is also really mm. great. Off the table, as you said, 630 doesn't get enough love. Um, my hair, which is really important to her mm. really like if you know ariana grande you know that she's really um it, it really cares about her image and right. really cares about the importance of her body uh specifically her hair mm. uh so the fact that she says that she will let uh this guy like touch her hair uh and like more than that obviously <laughs> but, but um it, it means a lot and i think that's really important and just like love language and obvious and positions and pov a mm. lot of great great songs on this uh album really well done um number 14 song machine season one strange times by gorillas now what gorillas set out to do on this album make Great song after great song after great song. Released several tiny EPs called Song Machine, Bite Size, and it was great. Really wonderful idea. Really great concept. Don't don't necessarily make an album with like a through line or anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe the through lines just make a bunch of great songs. They don't have to tie together in any way. And did it with Flying Colors, uh, Pink Phantom. I'm a huge fan of. <laughs> um, but you know, like Aries, Pac Man. Uh, dead butterflies, uh, chalkboard towers, right? That's uh, yeah. I think chalk. Yeah, tablets. Yeah, chalk. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna uh, just a bunch of great, great songs on that album, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the next album. But obviously, I know. Um, obviously, it's gonna be just you know, it's a great thing to listen to. Um, number thirteen, Spilligion by Spillage Village, Jid, and Earth Gang. Whew. Some great Mm -hmm. stuff on this. A great chance feature, which is very rare right now. Um, And really good, really good music. Uh, Really good instrumentals by the band, too. Uh, And uh, Dr. Dot and uh, Johnny Venus and Jid. I mean, Jid, not really a surprise right now, but Johnny Venus and Dr. Dot and Mm. Ari Lennox and uh, just just Mareba, just really good good group right there and if they continue to do stuff i'm gonna be proud of them uh really good music from atlanta uh number 12 future nostalgia by dua lipa (laughs) i think this is probably the best 80s uh aesthetic uh album of the year really tight really good music uh not a bad song on this album uh just yeah i mean break your heart uh, uh don't start now really anything you can do. And there's a remix album that's also pretty good uh, called Club Future Nostalgia, uh-huh. which is pretty good too. Um, number 11, you want to talk about debuts. Mm. Sawayama. 
Ah. By Rina Sawayama. I listened to Rina initially, her EP, and that was very good. But of course, it was very short, so I wanted more. And this came out, and oh my goodness, what to say about this album? Excess, <laughs> Shut the Fuck Up, um, Chosen Family, uh, Love You. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, there's a cover in the in the in the deluxe edition of "Love It If We Made It" by the 1975, <laughs> which I think is really interesting. I think they're actually on the same label, which is how that happened, but it's interesting. Yeah, um, and just really good stuff by her, and it really comes down to the fact that she has tied together new metal, late 90s bubblegum pop, um, and and punk into just something that I've never heard before and something that really works. Mm. Uh, and also just her voice. I mean, her voice is she kills so, it. so great. And Bad Friend, too. That was the one I was thinking. Great Bad song. Friend's really good, too. Um, number 10, Limbo by Amine. Um, I have listened to all three of his albums since his come up with uh, Good For You. This is his best, uh, without a doubt. Um, I think that he comes through with his patented quirky lyricism and comes through as well with really deep production and deep pockets that he does uh, through his production. But I, I mean, past the album alone, he does some of the best directing I've seen in music videos. He has these crazy music video ideas and he does them. And, you know, his rapping on Burden is wonderful and talks about the black struggle uh, and Kobe is a great uh, tribute to Kobe Bryant, and Fetus is just such a sad but important song talking about fatherhood and the potential of fatherhood mm. um, with with Grogs, R.I.P. Grogs, and Injury Reserve. Um, and, you know, you got Roots discussing your roots, which is fantastic, and a great Charlie Wilson feature, um, and Pressure in My Palms, as I talked about, and, and Woodlawn, and Compensating. I mean, <laughs> I've listed six or seven songs. It's full of great songs. It's fantastic. Um, so great job by, by Amine on that one. Um, number nine, Song for Our Daughter by Laura Marling. I think this is, from a songwriting perspective, one of the most ambitious things you could do and one of the most creative and demented things you can do is write an album from the perspective of a mother talking to her daughter, but you're not a parent. <laughs> like, this is a fictional daughter she's writing to that doesn't exist. And the fact that she puts so much emotion, so much care into an album and into the songwriting, into the candor of her voice and the, the cadences that she does, it, it blows me away. And I, I recommend everybody listening to this album. It will either make you cry uh, tears of joy or make you reflect sadly on your past and introspectively on your past. But that's kind of important to open up what's going on into this album. And it's done really well. She was inspired by a Maya Angelou uh, book. She was also inspired by a Leonard Cohen song to write another song on this album. So, like, the inspirations are all there. It's also very much sounding like Joni Mitchell, which is also really great. Nothing bad to say about that. I really love the Joni Mitchell inspiration that she has in it, and I just, and I love this album with all my heart. Um, number eight, What's Your Pleasure by Jesse Ware. Mm. I think that this album is, uh, I, I I hope it brings disco back. I, <laughs> I don't know if it is going to because there are not that many great disco albums because disco, you know, um, has been long gone for quite some time. But what she was able to unpack in What's Your Pleasure is pretty exciting. She had so many great songs, Soul Control, uh, What's Your Pleasure, 
uh, spotlight, uh, remember where you are, just just track after track, hit after hit, and her voice again coming in beautifully, and the backup vocals on this thing, the, the ad-libs and the layerings behind it, and the, the, the filtration of her voice just... Oh, sends me on a on a date. This is a dance song to end all dance songs. This is a dance album to end all dance albums. Uh, number seven, Color Theory by Soccer Mommy. Uh, surf Rock at its finest. I've mentioned a lot of it, a lot about it. Uh, you know, just great album. Great sleepy vocals from her. Uh, great calmingness. Um, uh, and yeah, so it's, it's a great uh, album. Lovely album to listen to. Uh, all the way through, just just great lyricism, great ideas. Uh, can't say enough about Soccer Mommy. Thank you, Soccer Mommy. Uh, <laughs> and number six, RTJ4 by Run the Jewels. Now, do I think it's their best yet? Uh, it's tough to say because RTJ3 th- was really good. And honestly, every single project they've done is really good. So Absolutely. it's it's really hard to say what their best one is. But man, is, is it not relevant? <laughs> like it is super relevant uh, stuff that they wrote uh, really great verses. The production is off the chain. And speaking of chain, two chains with a great verse on uh, Goonies versus ET. Like you get the feature from Mavis Staples. You get the features from Pharrell Williams and uh, uh, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, it's just wonderful stuff and and just so relevant. And and I think this will be looked back. Uh, fondly mm. in a time capsule of of things uh, that really expressed what was going on in 2020 because it showed the anger and the rage that people feel coming from being treated less than and mm. being treated like they were squashed down by uh, by something bigger than them and, and, it, and it's crazy and I love it it is nutty production great lyricism and that's my number six I loved RTJ4 highly recommend it mm. and by the way uh, one more thing on RTJ4. I heard they were on World Cafe the other night, the <laughs> NPR show World Cafe, wow. which good for them, man. I mean, they were talking a lot about their lives and stuff, and they mentioned that um, the final track on the album actually um, called A Few Words for the Firing Squad, Radiation, is the intro. So it's meant to be played on a cyclical loop. Ah. Uh, so it's the intro track introducing Yankee and the Brave, and it's a, like a TV show because their 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 alter egos are Yankee and the Brave, and this is episode four of Yankee and the Brave. So yeah, mind equals blown. Quite an awesome uh, use of album structure and song <laughs> structure. So wonderful. Anyway, highly recommend. So what is your uh, fifteen through six, my friend? I gotcha. So at number fifteen, we have. Leanne Lahavis, uh, yeah, uh, fantastic songwriter. Her voice is so smooth, so rich. I like how some of the songs are simple. Like, there's not a lot going on. Sometimes you only get a nice guitar in the background, maybe some shakers, a little tambourine. The songs are pretty standard, pretty minimal, but she manages to say so much with them, and... I like her influence with jazz. She clearly had a jazz influence somewhere in her life. Um, I like that the, the lyrics are very kind of to the point. She doesn't really, you know, cut around much. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is just a great grouping of like, you know, a couple dozen great songs. 
I'm looking forward to what she has to do in the future. I want to hear more from her, hear more about her. I found out she was British. You wouldn't even know if you just heard the album. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have the accent in her singing at all. Uh, Very impressive. Number 14, we have Only for Dolphins by Action Bronson. Mm -hmm. This is a nutty album. Talk about nutty albums. This is a nutty album. Action Bronson is a hilarious dude. He does a lot of stuff. He has like his own cooking show. Yeah. He wrote a book. Yep. I think he has like a, cl- a clothing line. Yep. This album is kind of like giving the weird kid in the class a bunch of fame and money <laughs> and seeing what happens. Yeah. In this album, you will find dolphin sounds. Yes. Raps about uh, food. Mm-hmm. He, he talks about food a lot. Uh, various ways in which he's going to, you know, uh, with your significant other. <laughs> it is zany. The production is so cool and like really soulful almost for him. And I like that towards the end of the album, he has like a nice touching send off with the uh, hand target and Marcus Aurelius, both good songs. And it just kind of closes off, and I have to say, I wasn't really a super huge fan before. I mean, he's done cool verses, but this is the first album that won me over, and it really won me over. Okay, number 13, we have Fetch the Bullet Cutters by Fiona Apple. The hype is real for this album. He obviously touched on a lot of the great elements. I would just like to point out that there's a lot of organic percussion in here, yeah. kind of banging on things banging wood to wall banging on pots a lot of acapella too right and i will say that this album can be hard to chew on uh because her singing style is so unique and the songs are a little wacky in the structure but please if you are a music fan just give it a try Mm -hmm. and come in with an open mind because the songwriting on this is so strong. I love the feminist messages on the song. It rocks. And she accomplishes some crazy things with her voice. She really pushes her voice out there on this album. Mm-hmm. Really interesting experimentation going on. Number 12, Song Machine, Season 1. Yeah, it's like 17 tracks. They're all individual. They all have their own flavor. The features are like things I would never pr- uh, predict. Beck. Yeah. Beck came back for a, no. <laughs> you know, 90s era like flow that he has. Almost that like I'm a loser. Yeah. Valley of the Pagans was quite something. Valley of the Pagans. The Pink Phantom is great. The track with Earth Gang Opium is a slow burner, but it's really off kilter and cool. Mm-hmm. Damon Albarn is so talented. He said that he has other song machines in the waiting. And you know what? I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. I want to hear more from this, more collabs, more music. I think he's really reached another peak of his career, honestly. They were super big in the mid. 2000s and i think they're right back gorillas are back and this is their statement to prove it wow the songs are good okay number 11 how i'm feeling now by charlie xcx 
the song was written primarily over quarantine in her apartment in London with her boyfriend. It's a touching album. It's a sad album in that she yearns for her friends. It's kind of goofy. It's kind of silly. The production is very harsh. I will warn you. Uh, if you are not used to harsh production on a pop song, this album will concern you. Watch out for Pink Diamond at the start. It got me. It really got me. I love it, but watch out. This album can surprise you if you're not ready for some quirky production. Uh, yeah, but Charlie XCX, uh, I love her voice. I love that she kept the song so focused and tight. Production is like so zany and jagged but like also kind of endearing in a way and there are just there are anthems on this thing anthems you get seven years like wow dude forever yeah it's a touching album it really is yeah party for you party for you (laughs) okay uh number 10 future nostalgia by dua lipa it's on everyone's list for a good reason. There's like 12 songs in the album. There's only one that I think is eh, which is uh, Good in Bed. Not a super big fan. Okay. But that doesn't distract from the fact that every other album, every other song on the album just hits so hard. Yeah. It's pure disco. It's pure 80s. The charisma on Dua Lipa, she nails the style, but the songwriting is still sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great listening album. You pl- can play it in the gym. Play it if you're trying to get over an ex. Yeah. Uh, play, wow. play it if you're trying to uh, pick up a new ex. <laughs> play it if you're trying to pick up a new ex. I mean... <laughs> Like, I don't even have, like, just go listen. Don't start now. Listen to Levitating. Mm. Listen to Hallucinate. Hallucinate. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Listen to this album. If you don't have fun with this album, there's something wrong. Check your pulse. Check your pulse. Because this is an album for having fun. Fun album. Number nine, we have Limbo by Amine. Uh, Amine continues to impress me. His songwriting stepped up a lot. I like that the album was balanced. There were happy songs. There were sad songs on it. Uh, I think what comes through most in his music is that he's earnest. He is an earnest dude, and he's an original. There is no one doing it like Amine, mixing it up with the kind of strictly R&B cuts. There is obviously the rap ones. There's a couple in-between kind of interesting genre fusions. Um... His bars are very good. His production on this is immaculate. This, you know, album has a little bit of everything. If you're feeling sad, listen to Fetus. If you're not feeling sad, don't listen because it will make you sad. Um, If you are feeling more triumphant, maybe you put on some Mama. Maybe you put on some Woodlawn. There's bangers on this thing. It contains my favorite, one of my favorite songs of the year. And Amine is a unique voice in hip-hop. I think we truly don't deserve him. He is a really unique stand-up guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he knocked it out of the park with this album. Can't wait for more. Number eight, we have Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs. I love this album. 
It's not one of my favorites from him, but damn, is it a good album. The production is jazzy by also by The Alchemist, having a pretty busy 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, not usually the kind of beats that Freddie raps over, but definitely different from him. A lot jazzier, a lot funkier. Uh, the bars on this thing are unparalleled. Freddie Gibbs is one of the best out right now. I think he's really undefeated in terms of up-and-comers. He's been doing this for, I think, over a decade, mm-hmm. but he's just now getting mainstream attention. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah, this album is like, if you're a rap fan, this is the album for you. Scotty Beam with the Rick Ross feature, mm. something to rap about I already talked about. Uh, Babies and Fools is kind of a lighter-hearted cut. He has some Griselda members on here. Production is super varied. There are definitely some more upbeat ones, uh, some more down-tempo ones. Freddie Gibbs just, I don't think he's missed yet. He consistently puts out great projects. Uh, If you like rap, check this out. Uh, Number seven, We Have Circles by Mac Miller. Wow, this was a great send-off for a great man. I love that they were able to finish most of the album before, unfortunately, he passed away. Um, I think it's hard to do a posthumous album because obviously you, you have all these different questions. Would they have wanted this material to get out? What would they think of its legacy? Where would it fit in their discography? But the good news is that Mac really hunkered down with his producer knocked out these songs in intimate sessions you can hear it in his voice and got most of it done before he died and this is kind of his parting words in in a way to the world and i love that even though they're obviously from a depressing place he still has hope you know he he talks about on blue world on a bunch of other tracks and i love that he sang more I like it's a nice mixture of songs. There's like more traditional, just kind of, you know, singer songwriter tracks on here. There's a rap cutter too, but it's not really a rap album per se. I would say it's definitely not a rap album, but what it is, it is a great album. It is a touching send off for a talented man who has gone too soon. This album touches, I think, every emotion. He talks about the hard times. He talks about the good times, being in love, falling out of love. Um, I wish that we could hear more from him, but this is it. Mm. Yeah, man. That's it's a beautiful, beautiful take. Mm. Okay, number six, we have Spillagin by Spillage Village. This album has everything. It has R&B cuts. It has rap cuts. There are soul, funk, folk collabs from the opener kind of hitting you with it. And then it gets jazzier and kind of folkier towards the middle. And then, wow, this album, I mean, talk about discovering talent. The amount of talent that is collectively on this album is more than 90% of the industry. You have Jid, who I think is one album shy of being a threat to all rappers. You have Earth Gang, who I have always loved and always thought are underrated. 
Um, you even have the singers. You have Ari Lennox on this thing. You have Mareba. Like, wow. This album has it all. It is so varied. I love the religious touches to it, but not overwhelmingly religious. I love that it touches on uh, the current issues of the day. They talk about Black Lives Matter. They talk about systemic oppression. And it rocks. And it is so refreshing to me to still be getting albums that are just this unique. It's hard in 2020. Music has been around a long time. You know, it's hard to find something that breaks through the noise. And this is one of those albums that breaks through the noise. Check out Baptize. Check out Shiva. Check out Happy. This thing is flooring if you really pay attention to the lyrics. Yeah, it's a it's a masterclass in in just collaboration. Mm. Really, really well done. Um, so I'm gonna give my five through two. Um, you're gonna give your five through two, mm. and then we're gonna each say our number one. For me, my top ten is basically a microcosm of what this year was, um, and the the trials and tribulations we went through and everything that happened and and how to feel about it and how to express yourself out of it as a result. And mm. so so the first five on that list uh, were very clear in some regards. These next five are a little bit different. I think number five is The Slow Rush by Tame Impala. Mm. I think, man, just hit me like a ton of bricks when I heard it. Uh, Kevin Parker... I'm a Kevin Parker stan. <laughs> Gotta love my boy Kevin. Uh, he did it again. Production-wise, just wonderful. Lyric-wise, just clairvoyant as always and really poetic and, and great. And vocals, his vocals got better, mm. which was, I was shocked that would happen, but it did. And it really worked with the filtration that he used and a little bit of auto-tune that I heard a little bit. And, and it worked on an artistic level. And so it really worked, um, you know, he had all the singles leading up to it, and it had great songs beyond just the singles. It had Breathe Deeper, it had On Track, it had Is It True, uh, it, it, you know, it had uh, One Day More, you know, all those all those songs. Um, one More Year, <laughs> One Day One More is from Les Mis. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you get the point. I mean, it's a great album, really wonderful psych rock, really wonderful synth play from uh, Kevin Parker, and he does all the music, which is also really cool. Like he does, he's a he's a multi instrumentalist extraordinaire. That and it's awesome. Um, one of the best interludes I've also heard in my life in Glimmer. So, great, great interlude. Uh, so check that out. <laughs> Number four, Women in Music Part Three by Hyam. <laughs> I think this album is so good. Um, it's really really hard to even find a bad song on this album. Um, I love every part about it. I think this was the year for women in music. So to have an album that's really encapsulating it made by three very talented women who all happen to be sisters. They are, they're related. (laughs) It's wonderful. I love it. Los Angeles. Great track. The steps. Great track. (laughs) I know alone. Great track. Up from a dream. Great track. Gasoline. 3am. Don't wanna. Another try. Leaning on you. I've been down. A man from the magazine. All that ever mattered features a scream in the middle of it and it just throws you off guard but 
it like gets you so much and you're like oh the inner turmoil's coming through uh, all that ever mattered fucked up but true and then the bonus tracks at the bottom were also really great so i love women in music part three i think it's their best to date the fact that they you know branched out into so many different genres and so many different styles and almost all of them worked really perfectly for their first try it's remarkable <laughs> and i and i love it i love it absolutely love it um number three is Circles by Mac Miller. I could not think of an album that's more introspective this year. Well, I can think of one. Uh, <laughs> you're going to hear it. Uh, but then Circles. Um, I think Circles was a very great album to listen to this year. At the start of the year, came out the first two weeks of January um, and really put a nice uh, closing remark on Mac Miller's life and legacy. Um, and... It is such a shame that we lost him, knowing that he has so much to provide for the world. Um, and it, this album, it really shows how much emotion he had and how much love he had to give. And I mentioned that earlier, but how much emotion he has to express and how good that he is at expressing it. Mm. And his, his veering off into uh, folk territory, folk mm. music territory, I thought was very well done. Uh, for for a guy who I never thought, you know, he did like goofy kid raps for a lot of his career, so I never expected it. I was very impressed with Mac Miller's evolution over the years. Obviously, you remember him, you might remember him from Donald Trump, a huge song in the early 10s. Um, and he went from that swag rap to this. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, he had a cover of uh, Everybody mm. from the 1970s, and he did it really well, and his singing was so strong, and like the rasp in his voice, you could feel the pain that he was feeling, and the emotion mm. that came out of it. I mean, just every track, really well produced, uh, really hard to make a posthumous album click this well. So, well done to Mac Miller, rest in peace Mac, and really well done to the production team as well. Uh, and I hope that his legacy is cemented with this. Mm. Um, number two is Leanna LaHavis's third album, her mm -hmm. self-titled album. When you make a self-titled album, it's your album. It you, is, have to, you have to make a statement. It is your statement. <laughs> so the fact that she made it here and the fact that it's so great is a real testament to who she is as an artist. She was able to do so many things with so little. You were very right. It's a very stripped-back album, very live acoustic recording sound, which really helped uh, the aesthetics of it and really helped the style of it. Um, a lot going on with this album, but really, you know, it's it's just a testament to how great her voice is and how great the lyrics are. And, and her voice is incredible. <laughs> it's one of the best I've ever heard. And she shows it in every song every single song mm. and then in the middle she has a weird fishes cover i was gonna talk about the radiohead <laughs> cover i must say it is unusual for people to do covers on their self-titled and it's even more unusual to do a, a radiohead cover um that song is fantastic i love her version obviously listen to weird fishies the original and then listen to her version she does it justice wow yeah, and also the fact that she chose such a deep cut from Radiohead and put it, you know, not at the start or the end, in the right. middle. Like, it's, like, kind of, 
like a roller coaster that you're going on, and this is like one of the big drops. It's like, wow, you're in for a thrill ride because she <laughs> she has that. She has paper thin and bittersweet, and she starts the album with the full length bittersweet mm. and ends it with the radio cut. So. Again, when it comes to song structure and album structure, she bookends it with the same song, but, you know, you love it so much, you listen to it twice. Mm. And and that's kind of why I love this album, is because it's not afraid to really show who she is as an artist, mm. and it's not afraid to show um, her talents as, as a singer, as a songwriter, um, and it's great. I mean, Please Don't Make Me Cry is wonderful. Green Papaya, Can't Fight, Paper Thin... Uh, seven times sour flower i've said it really great music i was just gonna add that uh in her interviews she said that most of the recording of this was done live and wow i mean it, this is really impressive stuff for a live performance that was able to make it to the final cut of the album she nailed it love it really killer stuff i love leanne Havis. congratulations now, whether you're five through two, my friend. <laughs> They're actually quite similar, but we're just going to get it started. We have number five, RTJ4. Uh, the duo come back at it again. They have some great sounds. They actually were able to switch it up a little bit with this project, uh, with the Mavis Staples track, pulling the pin, even towards the outro, which I have to say, the outro blew me away the first time I heard it. It is a rush of adrenaline to your head. Um, I've always loved Run the Jewels. I think they are so freaking talented. Production by LP, killer mic rapping. This is just more of good stuff. It's another helping of the stuff you love. They made a much angrier album this time, which is fine because it's reflective of the times we live in. I think they really wanted... What I found interesting is each album that they created was very dependent on the time it was created. Their first album was created in the early 2010s. And their later albums were created during more unstable times. And they started to get a little wackier, wackier, wackier. And this one, I would say, is perhaps the least happy. It's the most sharp in its criticism. It sounds. It's very tortured but wow the songs listen to walking in the snow just with pharrell mm -hmm. zach de la rocha they've had great collabs before um the outro is a piece of art the intro smacks you in the face from the first listen yep if you've liked any of their other albums you'll love this and obviously the lyrics are top notch. I also must say that LP also stepped up his rapping. I'm, he has some great verses on this thing. He also had a great verse in Walking on the Snow. Uh, I loved his verse in Goonies versus E.T. Really good verse. Which is just such classic RTJ. It's just they fit in like a glove. This album rocks. Go listen to it. Number four was Sure. <laughs> I loved this album. I'm a Flea Foxes fan. They still managed to up the tide. This album was a lot more hopeful. It was cheery. It was upbeat. I like that Robin Pecknold really sat down and reflected both in his legacy and his place in music. And it starts off with this great 
uh, chanting by this uh, young African-American woman whose uh, name escapes me, but she really nails it. And they gave her the spotlight for the intro to the album. And it has all the classic touches of the folk, but then you get the rockier tracks. You get the Can I Believe You's. I love Joya, Quiet Air. It's just kind of a brooding one. Mm -hmm. Cradling Mother. Wow. The songs on this are some of their best to date. The writing is focused. It's sharp. Um, Yeah, it's just... It's a touching album. It kind of gives you hope. And it gives you like that nice sunny feeling. It kind of is like a shore in a way. It's like the musical equivalent of just... The waves just calmly caressing against the shore. And every once in a while, you get a huge wave that kind of smacks you. <laughs> but then it goes right back to being calm. And I like that it it ends up on a nice touching note with shore, which is just kind of a simple, just bright, shimmery song. Mm-hmm. And it just ends the album. Wow. Like, the, the songs on this, love them, love them, love them, sunblind. Check it out. I can't recommend it enough. Number three is Woman of Music by Hayim. Hayim are killing it this year. They had a great 2020, perhaps a contender for one of the best 2020s. The three sisters are back at it again. What I appreciated most, not even just the variety, although the variety was spectacular, their songwriting has stepped up a lot. Mm -hmm. I've liked them before. I've liked a lot of their albums, but the songwriting has gotten a lot tighter and they've really stepped it up and i love that you get the brushes of reggae yeah and then i love how you get the clear just straight up rock tracks you get something a little lighter with i know alone Mm -hmm. i love that track i know alone it's so ethereal it's so floaty Mm -hmm. but it gets the point across like this song is just jam-packed with great songs it is everything. It is a taste for everyone. Go listen to it. What are you waiting for? Get on it. Get on it. Number two, we have After Hours by The Weeknd. He does it again. I know you're so shocked. Oh, my God. The Weeknd. Abel does it again. On a serious note, this man can do no wrong. He really can't. He brings the 80 vibes back with this one. There's also... The R&B touches that you get a little bit here and there. Starts off the intro and the outro are both exquisite. Uh, I love the story for this one. Kind of this like tortured, love-struck individual who like falls in love. And then obviously there's lots of drugs, but (laughs) there's always lots of drugs on the weekend albums. Uh, And then like towards the end, he kind of learns uh how to be good on his own without the drugs and perhaps without the heartbreak Mm -hmm. and this was i think his most mature album to date you know the weekend he's gone through a lot of uh stuff in his life uh he had a hard breakup uh with selena gomez actually over some health issues uh he was in a very loving relationship with bella hadid that clearly broke his heart you can tell the man was heartbroken by this. And that's why I love the character evolution. Mm -hmm. Because if you've heard The Weeknd's earlier stuff, who boy, is it a little bit on the misogynistic side? I'm not going to lie. He's kind of a player, a playboy. But then you really hear it in his voice. Like, he was really heartbroken in a lot of these songs. And he 
he pours his emotions out. He talks and, you know, uh, about loving again <laughs> and, uh, you know, learning to be okay on your own. And until I bleed it out is such a dope, but like really mysterious kind of end to the album. I love the character arc, the music videos. Oof. I'm not usually one for music videos, but oh my God, look at the music videos for Heartless. Look at it um, for Save Your Tears. This album is spectacular. The weekend is in another level. This is just another great album from him. Um, yeah, I, Abel, you know, you've done your part. Yeah, really great. I mean, it's one of the best concept albums of the year for sure. For sure. Um, really, really good list. I love it. But wait, there's, there's one more. more. <laughs> there's more. So what are our number ones? Well, here we go. Number one. I said that Mac Miller's Circles was the best introspective album of the year. Hmm. Sadly, I think I was wrong because that goes to Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> you want to talk about 2020. <laughs> Indeed. Phoebe Bridgers had one of the best 2020s out of anybody. And it's all because she put all of this emotion and pain and heartbreak into one of the most introspective and relatable albums you could ever listen to during a pandemic. Hmm. It is a ridiculous um, mash of indie folk, uh, some rock elements, some punk elements. Uh, you could tell in interviews she was saying that she was very inspired by Connor Oberst and some mm -hmm. Bright Eyes songs and new album and stuff. And you could tell it was very evident. Her songwriting was very good. Um, songs like Halloween mm -hmm. and Savior Complex and Kyoto, obviously. I like Sleeper, Graceland 2. Graceland 2, very good. I Know the End, great outro. Um, you have everything you want on this album. It starts with a spooky DVD intro, <laughs> which I really think, you know, it's, it's fine. It's a cute intro. And also the thing I love about her is how mysterious she is and how spooky she is as a person, how weird she is and nutball she is. And I love it. I love that <laughs> fact about her. Um, and you know, you, you were alluding to like kind of her style and her, mm. her vibe. I'd say she's kind of like Violet from the Incredibles. Hmm. You know, a little gothy here, um, probably listened to My Chemical Romance back in the day, um, <laughs> has a really, you know, high-pitched, like, surreal kind of voice that alludes to something deeper and, uh, like, more hurtful and more pained uh, from, from a troubled past, but hmm. can put that towards a better future by reflecting on it. And at some points, it feels like kind of in the album, she is invisible and she is not being seen in her writing. And that's really clear from songs like Halloween and Moon Song out mm. of all songs. It's these ridiculous situations she finds herself in that really make this album something special for me. And the fact that the production's so tight and, um, you know, you have these, these ghost sounds and these whirs and these whispers coming out throughout the album, these ghouls. Uh, and you feel like the album's haunted a little bit. And it really helps add to the allure the album's trying to get to you. And it's one of these albums that, um, you know, uh, really 
is a staple for um, anybody who wants to listen to an album that they feel like they're being heard as a person. Uh, the troubles, the, the struggles going through life uh, and trying to deal with love and rejection and isolation and pain and embarrassment and all of these things and reflecting on that and realizing honestly who the fuck cares <laughs> and that attitude going into that is powerful and coming out of it you're changed as a person in my opinion at least because uh, <laughs> you get to see phoebe bridgers as a whole uh just just bare and naked and it's wonderful um you know her her instagram handles fake nudes uh <laughs> And I think that kind of speaks to her as a person. I know she did it's a joke, but it kind of speaks to her as a person because she's quirky, she's funny, she's bare, she's naked. She's there for you to see. And she had, in my opinion, the best album of the year, resonated so strongly with me, mm. uh, Punisher. Wow. Yeah. Really blew me away. Go listen to it. <laughs> okay, Gabe. Okay. We were at the end. Yes. I know the end. I know the end. What is your number one, my friend? My number one pick for album of the year of 2020 is The Slow Rush. It's a great album. I love that the themes all tie together. Kevin Parker obviously took his time with this one, which is fine because he gave us this masterclass in art. It has everything. There's the catchy tracks. You get the, is it true? Maybe you get a little lost in yesterday. Uh, maybe you're feeling more contemplative and you want a posthumous forgiveness, a touching but uh, troubled ode to his complicated relationship, uh, you know, with his family. And you, what you said about this album opening up with one more year. <laughs> wow. This track, it closes out with one more hour. Sandwiched in between is an avalanche of great music the writing is as tight as ever the production isn't mind-blowing but that's okay because i think what he set to accomplish with this album is really just a reflection you know kevin wanted to sit down and reflect on the things he's done the relationships he's built how he's treated other people, how he's been treated. And the album kind of is a slow rush in a way. It takes a little while to set in to piece all of the little missing pieces of the puzzle together. But when you do, it's like this beautiful mosaic of, of life itself. You know, uh, talking about feeling like time has left him behind on Is It Time?, being too old, you know, being unsure of himself just generally. Um, one more year talking about how uncertain the future is. Um, like, breathe deeper. <laughs> uh, it's a track to end all tracks. Glimmer is a nice glimmer. A nice little interlude you get in the middle of it. And, wow, I don't think there's a bad song on this album. I love that the lyrics speak to just kind of uh, sitting with your emotions and really thinking and just taking in the moment. And 
I really liked that for this year. This, you know, this year gave us a lot of time to think. I've thought about this list for a long time. And I think the slow rush just captures everything good and interesting about music. You know, being able to take cool sounds, cool production, being able to tell a story, to communicate a message, to give a mood, to give a vibe, you know, to create an experience. And this album is an experience. Listen to it front to back. I don't think it will disappoint you. Wow. Yeah. So those are our picks. Um, Fantastic picks from both of us, I gotta say. Really, you know, spread out and listen to a lot of genres this year. Really tried to pick and choose a lot. And, Hmm. you know, and that's really awesome. And I really liked your list. Um, I hope you liked mine. (laughs) Um, And so from that to uh, just something else, I just want to say thank you for a good year for listening to the gold standard podcast if you want to hear more about these albums or these songs well good news uh gold standard will be releasing a uh, a playlist a few spotify playlists of the best and the worst of 2020 (laughs) so get ready for the crabby step as well uh you the best uh (laughs) and so that will be featured in uh links on the socials uh be sure to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on, uh, do I have a Facebook? Yeah, Facebook. (laughs) Um, And all of those platforms, I really appreciate you listening and coming through with us on this journey. Uh, I know it's been a very hard year uh, for everybody out there, and I just want you guys to know that I'm here for you. Uh, Stay safe. Um, uh, Push through. We'll get through this. Gabe, I want to thank you for coming on to the show. Of course. You know, I I always love to talk about music. And just on a parting note, I would like to say that uh, music is an experience. It's a spectrum. You get a little bit of everything. It's really about what it brings out the most in you. And I love talking about music in that capacity. I, I think it's a great uniter of all people. So, you know, go check out your friends, Spotify, see what kind of things they're listening to. Uh, look up things on the internet that you've never heard of, places from other countries, genres you haven't heard. Dip your toes. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. All those people who say that there's no more good music, wrong. There's plenty of good music. You got to find it. Thanks for that, my friend. And uh, if you want to plug anything, where, where can the people find you? Where can the good people on the gold standard find you? <laughs> I don't really use my uh, social media like that, but uh, if you want to like me on Instagram, I guess I'm like gboy163 or something. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, from Asher uh, to gboy163, we want to wish you uh, a happy good riddance to 2020 uh, and to a new future into 2021. I want to thank you for listening. Have a great night, everybody, or a great day, or a great future. You know what? Just have a good next year. (laughs) I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Take care. Peace.